Hello everyone, welcome to Euromonitor International's podcast today. I'm Pushya Siddharth from the Communications Department here at Euromonitor. Today we are joined by Vishnu, Senior Research Analyst and Ina, Research Manager here at Euromonitor for the discussion. The topic we are going to be deliberating on today is what does it take for international retailers to be successful in India? Before we get into the discussion, I'd like to inform our audience listening in that Ina will be presenting in detail about this topic at this year's India Retail Forum 2019. So you can also attend the event which is taking place on the 24th and 25th of September in Mumbai to learn more about our insights. A warm welcome Ina and Vishnu. Thank you Pushya for having us. So Vishnu, I was just looking at our most recent retailing research data. And in 2018, India was found to be the fourth biggest retailing market globally. Also, we are forecasting that the growth of the retailing segment to be at 11.6% KGAR between 2018 and 2023, which is higher than the global average. And as we all know, the government of India has also relaxed FDI rules encouraging the entry of more international retailers into the market. So let's start off by hearing your opinion about what it takes for an international retailer to be successful in India. If you look at India, it is currently the second largest populated and most diverse country in the world. To compete locally, it becomes crucial for international players to customize their offerings by understanding the psyche of local customers. This holds to across industries and retailing is no different. However, retailers tend to lose track of their strengths when they are trying to localize and this could end up having a negative impact on their objectives. For example, Carrefour opened their cash and carry stores in India which was not the core format for the company. 100% FDI in cash and carry formats propelled the company to enter the segment and eventually had to close it within few years due to heavy losses. On the other hand, Metro AG has been successful in India because it has stuck to its core strengths of operating cash and carry stores. Thanks for explaining that Vishnu. Uh, but are you saying that localization does not guarantee an international retailer a sure shot way to success? There is no doubt that localization is a key strategy for international players to be successful. However, retailers should not deviate too much from their core strengths. IKEA is a good recent example of an international retailer who followed the localization model while sticking to their core strengths. While majority of their products are standard, the company has tweaked its services to cater to local needs. While it's predominantly a DIY retailer globally, in India, the company has partnered with third-party service providers for installations as consumers in India are not accustomed to DIY culture. Similarly, Having more store associates, changes to their restaurant menu are some of the minor changes IKEA has done in terms of localization while keeping their product standard. So what I am seeing is that localization is not a singular strategy. Retailers need to play their strengths to have an overall winning strategy. Thanks Vishnu. So in addition to localization, uh, typically international retailers look at India as a price sensitive market. Ina, can I bring you in over here to explain to us how international retailers uh, can crack the price-sensitive market like India? Sure, Pusha. 
Um, I would actually refrain from calling India a price-sensitive market. So we were looking at Euromonitor's lifestyle survey findings, uh, which stated that about 38% of the consumers in India, they like to find bargains versus the global average of 52% in 2019. So the perception that Indian consumers are price sensitive isn't very true. I always think that Indian consumers are slightly schizophrenic in terms of their shopping behavior. They're deeply connected with traditional values and they've inherited the price sensitivity trait. Now, even despite having higher disposable income, they spend very carefully but equally willingly on premium products that matter to them. Consumerism priorities in India, like elsewhere, are shifting very rapidly. Indian consumers now are more willing to spend on products which offer the right value proposition vis-a-vis price. And creating this price value proposition, I think, forms the basis of a good pricing strategy. Now, let's take the example of Demand, Indian hypermarket chain, which sells groceries largely. Their value proposition is that they have the lowest price. And it connects well with consumers who are always on the lookout of economical prices. Now, since it's affordable, consumers prefer DMART for monthly grocery bulk purchases. And if we look at another supermarket chain, Nature's Basket, it's got all premium gourmet and international products. Now, the same consumer who did the monthly grocery purchase from DMART also goes to Nature Basket when they're experimenting with international cuisines or when they have guests over. And that's the reason why I call the consumer's shopping behavior to be schizophrenic. Now, what's interesting is that both DMART and Nature's Basket, one economical and the other premium, they're both growing over 25% annually, outperforming the modern grocery retail sales in India. And that clearly validates that it's not low pricing, but the right price value proposition combination that's important. Consumer psyche underwent a rapid shift and Indian consumers have transitioned from being price sensitive to value proposition driven. And the rate of shift depends on the category, occasion and consumer mood. That's interesting to understand how the evolution of the consumer mindset has taken place over here in the Indian market. Now, given that the Indian consumer is choosy about premium spends, can you explain what the strategy should be for an international retailer? Sure, Pusha. So undoubtedly, international retailers competing on a similar value proposition need to price their products competitively to each other. I would say though price sensitivity is a fading concept, price competitiveness continues to exist and it's becoming even more intense amongst retailers who are competing on a similar value proposition. It could be quality, it could be price. Our digitally savvy and hence more informed consumers would not compare the pricing of a premium brand Zara with a more mass brand like a private label from Big Bazaar. Because Zara offers fashion while Big Bazaar affordable fashion as their value proposition. And that clearly differs from each other. But what our consumers would do is that they would compare the pricing of Zara with H&M. Take the example of Zara and H&M, both international retailers and premium priced. When they entered India, they were competing closely with other international brands, which were perceived as international, fashionable and trendy. 
Zara and H&M decided to offer discounts, unlike what do they typically do globally, to price their products competitively and they competed with other international brands and that strategy worked for them. The competitive pricing helped both Zara and H&M to get consumers on board and that was a good entry strategy. Now, would they continue to follow this? That really depends on what the competitors are doing and how quickly these two international retailers can differentiate their value proposition and create brand loyalty. Thank you, Vishnu and Nina, for explaining those aspects uh, regarding international retailers in specific. I guess we need to keep in mind the tricky Indian consumer market. As you mentioned, both localization and offering the right value proposition are two key strategies for international retailers to be successful within India. With that, we conclude our discussion today. A note to everyone that you can learn more about this topic at India Retail Forum on September 25th. Ina will be presenting additional insights on this topic. A special thank you to our audience for listening in and we hope to see you at India Retail Forum 2019. You can also stay tuned for future podcasts from Euromonitor International. Remember, you can find all our media including articles, videos and podcasts on our blog at blog.euromonitor.com. Thank you for joining us today.